Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives, right here on the Super Review Show. I am joined by my two good co-hosts and good friends, Kyle and Mike. What's going on, ladies and uh, gentlemen? Just kidding, no ladies here. Sorry, we're off to a terrible start. Oh, Mike's right here, it's fine. <laughs> oh, wow, you're going to pay for that. It's, sorry, it's 2020, Mike, I, I never know anymore. 2022. Digital, I'm going to digitally punch you in my fist. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Well, as the title of this podcast video suggests, we did the impossible, ladies and gentlemen. We broke down and are doing a career breakdown, an album ranking of the heavy metal band, asking Alexander. Heavy metal might be an understatement there, but that's okay. We're going to get right into it with our initial impressions of the band and stuff. I'm actually going to let Kyle go first on this one because this is his suggestion because it was his yeah. birthday yesterday. I want to let him like, lead off the show a little bit yeah, yeah. Ooh, happy birthday, Kyle. Yeah. Happy Ooh. birthday to uh, Mike, Mike, Mike oh, copyright, copyright, copyright. Come on. No, that's copyright, not public domain. Right. It is oh, sorry, public sorry. domain. You are right. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday to you. Now, Mike, I need you to, to scream the that's... happy birthday song. Anyway, oh, anyway. yeah. Yeah. We're going to get robbed. <laughs> so, asking Alexandria, uh, honestly, top five band for me has been since uh actually the day uh stand up and scream came out that was my first introduction to them completely randomly on the day it came out um one of my best friends at the time he had gotten the cd from hot topic of all places he's like oh my other buddy was telling me about this he picked it up listened to it and i was hooked turns out that was the release date of the record uh been a huge fan since then throughout all the albums uh easily top five band for me Really enjoy to see the progression here and excited to talk about it. Awesome. Mike, you got anything before we uh, get going or whatnot? Or? Um, no, it's, uh, I've known of the band and uh, it's funny because um, there's a couple of like, key elements that kept me from listening to them. Um, it's, a, it's a genre that I find is very crowded with lots of bands. If you got into this band, you didn't get into that band. You know what I'm trying to say? It was just like, I have three bands that kind of are very similar to them, so I don't need to listen to them because I kind of got everything I was looking for with those bands. So um, certain bands got left behind, and I feel like Asking Alexander was one of those bands for me. Um, and um, there's a couple other key elements that kept me from listening to them. But uh, yeah, I'll get more into that. But um, yeah, like uh, it's nice to finally be able to listen to the band that I see all the t- everybody wearing their T-shirts at every show I go to. I, mm-hmm. I, if I had a dollar for every Asking Alexandria T-shirt I saw at a concert, I'd be a rich, rich man. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Sorry, guys. I would be rich. <laughs> no, okay, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. I'm kidding. We're not even monetized yet. We're not even monetized. Forget about it. Oh, but yes, live. Yes. Uh, you know, I'd be hitting everyone with cash app. And I'd just be walking around just paying people on the street because I'd be rich. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I just always seen the shirts, knew they were part of that genre, but just never got a chance to get into them. So yeah, excited for it. So it's funny, everyone. Before this entire, before our broadcast night happened, and before before we started the show today, and just doing this, uh, this was Kyle's suggestion to me. And for those of you who have watched me or listened to me in any period of time, I have no idea who this person, this group was until we started, until, until we agreed to do this one for this week. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> That's the only <laughs> thing I have to say is just like, wow, <laughs> what a 180 <laughs> from what I normally listen to. 
into well, we'll get into a lot of it in a little bit. I, I just got to tell you right up front. I was like, this was a as far of a left field choice for me as you could possibly imagine. I was like, I think the word that I used, I sent, to, I, t- I texted them was, my ears are bleeding at one point. I wasn't sure. I, it's just, it was so out of left field for me. Like, literally, Mike is showing his ears bleeding. Um, I was, this, this was an yeah. out of left field pick for me. It was not my wheelhouse per se, but because it was Kyle's birthday, I decided to be a good friend and let him pick this choice. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. But anyways, that is my little introduction to them. And we've, they've gone into their introduction. Let's go into their Wikipedia page here and let's talk to them about, I, I didn't realize they were British until now. That's crazy. Um, the more, you know, but let's get into their first album and I have all of them pulled up for everyone. So if you're listening to us, just sit back, relax. If you're not listening to us and you're watching us, enjoy the show. Here we go. So their debut album came out in 2009, September 15th, 2009. I guess Kyle was talking about this before uh, he got the, uh, that hurts. I- <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah I feel old. <laughs> The old shame is coming out right now. He's like, oh no. But um, no, but he feels old. Yeah. <laughs> I feel old too. I just turned 24 in October. Oh, it's crazy. Anyways, their debut it's... album was Stand Up and Scream from 2009. <laughs> um uh, who would like to go first? Any, any pickers any any takers, anyone or I'll take it. All right, cool. Like I said, this record, I actually got it the day it came out. Fell in love with it. Uh, the amount of knockoff bands that this record created cannot be understated. After this album came out and blew up, every metalcore band out there just said, this is what we're going to do. This is the sound we're doing. We're doing the exact same thing. Just a bunch of chugging guitars, screaming, and then a random electronic breakdown in the middle of the tracks. Um, and it stayed that way for years. Ask Alexandria was really, for the while there, you wouldn't know it so much these days, but for a while there, they were one of the biggest bands around. Like everywhere you went, they were covered in every magazine. They were all over. That's changed in recent years. Uh, a lot of that probably attributed to a change in sound that we'll get into. but. This record cannot be understated. I mean, the final episode, um, not the American average, which they uh, do not play live anymore for uh, good reason. I'll say I love the song, but mm-hmm. lyrically, it's pretty atrocious. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everything, a prophecy on here and the music videos, too. You can't you can't get away from the uh, prophecy music video that spawned even more music videos of drummers smacking drums with water on them it excellent album uh one of really a turning point in the metalcore genre as a whole uh after this metalcore bands kind of went one of two ways like mike said this did lead to quite a bit of an oversaturation in the market here um bands either went towards this direction of the sound or they went more with the traditional metalcore style like your kill switch engage type things uh, which i know mike is a little he leaned more into that aspect of the genre but uh so i mean that's my initial you know thoughts on this record incredible album really got this actually got me into the heavier side of metal um 
I can attribute <laughs> this album to that. Actually, this and uh, Bring Me the Horizon Suicide Season. So I have that to thank for getting me into that. Before this heaviest I went was like Bullet Front Valentine. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Mike, why don't you go? Um, so <clears throat> this album is it's interesting. It's almost like the the more more extreme side of Asking Alexandria for me is a is is kind of a mess in that it's the kind of metalcore structure the type of breakdowns they use the type of um uh vocal over vocal technique where it's like uh deep vocal over uh harsh vocal the the electronic breakdown thing all these things that come into play in this album are a mess to me and 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 it's too much like it's almost like the breakdowns take me out of the rhythm of the song because they are on purpose kind of off note they're almost they're almost done to a way and and so many other bands copied off this style after this album these albums came out after this band kind of blew up they all kind of did it and those bands i didn't like i did not like this style of of metalcore and um uh it was just a mess for me um and it's funny people like oh you're into the extreme metal so you're gonna like this album not particularly um it's got the elements that i like without the execution that i like it's it 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 employs a lot of tactics that i find um uh off-putting and cause me to skip songs so um starting off as their opening album i would like to give it points for just being an innovator of of its own style of what it brought but unfortunately, it's the style I don't really care for. So it's almost like I applaud it for being itself. But I I was on the other side going like uh, it does it, it does what it does well, but just not what I hope for it to do well. So, um, yeah, other than that, that was just, you know, it's just my general assessment of the album. Fair enough. <clears throat> so forgive me if my throat gets clogged up, whatever. Um. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's my turn to talk about this it's, it's my turn. turn to talk about this album oh my god so the I, one i oh you thought mike was the villain oh, oh i for, the moment the furry from the very <laughs> i can't stop laughing from the very 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 first opening chords of the song, I'm gonna butcher it. Alurion, right? Is that how you say that? I yeah, was like, keep going. All right, I was <laughs> like, what the living hell am I listening to? <laughs> I'm because for this, I am. I love me some Slipknot. I love me my core form Metallica, Anthrax, and all stuff. This was a different level, and I was like, I felt like a virgin, like in the middle of like something going on. I was like, what is happening here? I was like. Oh my god! I, I was I remember, I remember being in the car listening to this, and I was like, "What the hell?" It was so. <laughs> so did like, you bring your mom and dad along too? <laughs> uh, honest to God, no. I was believe it or not. I, I I was on my way to my grandparents. Believe it or not, <laughs> to make things worse. But no. But um, I. This was a new level of heavy for me, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, 
I, I almost my jaw was like just jarred. I'm like, Jesus Christ, a human being can make these types of noises with their mouth and their guitars. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry to all the hardcore metalheads out there who are like who listen to this on a daily basis. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out. I was like, my, my, when I first listened to this, I was like, oh my God, what have I done? <laughs> but, but, I, but I have to tell you the truth, though. As a debut album, to Mike's credit and to Kyle's credit, it does, it, I could, I, I haven't listened to it. I can't say that you know, in that aspect, but I could see where it spun off and made other types of different types of subgenres of metal or metalcore to that aspect. But for my, for my personal taste <laughs> and my personal knowledge of music as a whole, I was like, oh my God, I feel like my ears are going to blow up. <laughs> it's like, I was just You're not a fan of the, the zero one um, breakdowns there, huh? No, it was just, it was so like, I, it, it wasn't just that I wasn't just a fan. I was just like, I was just like, almost like starstruck in the wrong way it was really weird to put like that i was just like oh my god this is what so this is metalcore <laughs> like, wow this is very well more like death than- i would say it's like death core ish i mean you could say it's metalcore but it sure, definitely right? it definitely combined death core elements with metalcore and um a lot of other things and i think it it did i think that's why it was received so well is that you know deathcore was kind of coming into its yeah. form and it needed something yeah, death interesting deathcore was, death was kind of hit its peak at that point where people were starting to get a little sick of it okay uh, yeah see you guys are in yeah. that no and i didn't really know anything about that in particular <laughs> so yeah that's where i was like that's where i was like oh my god post hardcore is what they're calling it but yeah yeah, yeah something like that yeah, I, don't know, I still i still think it leads more into metalcore just based on this is kind yeah. of a turning point in the metalcore genre that it's yeah it turned this record and this band turned metalcore into this sound for a good 10 years mm-hmm. and now it's kind of gone into like a more new metal sound the metalcore genre they went like a new metal like gen sound that i'm not the like, most like into i'm Lincoln more Park a fan or... of this yeah but heavier oh like heavier than that like you check out like a i prevails last couple records that's uh Okay. They've fallen into a lot of it sounds pretty generic. Not that this, you know, doesn't compared <laughs> <No>. to <laughs> the fact that every other band started to sound like this for a good five plus years. A, a lot of bands. I mean, I, I can I, I haven't delved into them personally, but I, I'm sure that there's plenty of other sub bands that like listen to this and like, all right, maybe I can like tweak this and do it like the music. They're like, all right, let me try something different like that. But that. Yeah, yeah I could see that. It's just. But for me, I was like, just, you know, kind of and closing let's my not head. forget the neon yes. cartoon monster shirts that were all over the place <laughs> for this genre. Just random yep. cartoon monsters and random neon fonts and colors that had nothing to do with the songs or the bands. But wow, what a time. The to shirts be I a hate, metal fan hated when I went to show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Those are the shirts I hated the most. I was like, oh thanks. I, I had a couple. Of you just made it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. He's bringing the travel yeah. in the wrong, wrong direction. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, but, but to, to close out my thoughts, I was like, and when it was over, like when the album, when I, when I finished the album, I was like, 
what the hell did I just listen to? Like yeah, I, I was still I, I, a nap. I I, I no, no no I didn't just need a nap. I needed some melatonin with my nap. I was like, oh my god, I need some melatonin. Uh, I need some melatonin with my nap. And uh, are we going through the track listing just out of curiosity, or no? We can just probably just no. do ranking, right? Yeah, let's go right to rankings. Just do stuff like yeah. that. Okay, cool. cool. Right. I mentioned I, I, songs I, wasn't I thought were the most important ones. So yeah. All right, and I, yeah. I wasn't sure how you guys wanted to do that tonight or not, but like, but like, yeah, I, <laughs> my face is getting. Yeah, I want to. I want your ranking on this first. Let's. let's yeah, see. me too. Oh no. <laughs> me too. Me too. Me too. Oh. So given the hashtag, oh, me too. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> hashtag me too. Yeah, that's it. Uh, anyways, no, no. But, <laughs> Sheesh. uh well man so my okay if we're, if, oh my god i lost my train of thought already and we're already on the first album oh god all right anyways i digress so if, I, if i'm putting this out of the seven albums they've released and out of the entire ranking of all of the albums you don't kill me everyone but i put this at the very bottom at number seven because Yes, it did a lot. It, it, this prepared me for what was to come, but this was like an in shock, like literally, like I was like deer in the headlights, like, oh god, what's next, kind of thing. And I, but at least I was ready for what was to come. <laughs> this was like a an eye opening experience. This is my number seven. Don't okay. kill me. Oh, so I, I'll take it next. Uh, just <laughs> a little behind the curtain here, just for fun. I wrote down what I think both of their predictions are going to be for this. <laughs> Just see how well I know them. So far, I'm one for one. I was correct, <laughs> dead on with where JT would put that. Um, oh for me, I love this record. It's not the best thing that they've ever done. Um, I'm putting this at number three. Okay. Number three, easily. They've done things better. They've done things significantly worse. And we'll get to that. Mike. Hey, um, yeah. So uh, for me, this was uh, out of the seven albums they did. Uh, number four, um, you know, this was pretty much uh, like heavy four? and everything I wanted. Four, yeah, yeah. yeah four. Oh my god, I'm two yep. for two. Um, damn, <laughs> man, Kyle, you're freaking good. I was off on you. I thought two you were gonna two. go two for this, Kyle, but you went three, which is um, yeah. It, it just, you know. It's a in a way, it's a lot like, hey, here's what's to come. But like, uh, we can get our stru- our structure better. We can get our our pol- songwriting better. We're in a lot of ways, we're just showing off all of the cliches that the genre has to offer, and like what we're bringing to the table and what we're gonna make um, our sound and what's gonna kind of t- um, be influential. Um, but it's failing to to be able to put it all together and 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 make it more coherent it's it's like somebody showing off all their tricks at once and being like yeah what did you think and you're like and i actually was thinking about this uh uh i'll actually do a whole wrap up on all the albums and um how like this one feels like a young kid this one feels like Mm -hmm. an uh slow like a an adult kid this one feels like a guy who's hitting his middle yeah. midlife crisis well, and you, this one you remember feels like somebody who's trying to, to you know yeah right you know, literally you can see this point the the transcript the, the yeah. or the progression yeah. you know so yeah so four for me 
Kyle is Kyle is so far. He is. Sorry, I, I'm just taking notes of stuff as we go into. Um, but Kyle is currently. Wow, he's actually two for two now. That's crazy. Yeah, two for two. Damn. He's, he's guessing our Not ranking early. Damn. Damn. All right. Anyways, let's go to their second album, which was, if I can get it right here, just making sure. Uh, Re- Reckless and Reckless Relentless. And yep. In 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'll, I'll take this too. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> so not only is this my favorite metalcore record of all time, hands down, without a doubt, it is also one of my favorite albums ever. I never get sick of this one. This one, oh, wow. I really found them hmm. coming into their own style. Uh, they went away from that for the most part, electronic elements, they still had it, but they went away from needing to lean on it constantly. Uh, Danny Warsnop really came into his own as a vocalist on this one. And Danny Warsnop, if you haven't heard this man's range outside of Ask Alexandria, he's one of the best vocalists in, in any genre right now. I mean, the man, so he's done solo records that are country. He's done an R&B and blues sound, uh, inspired record. All phenomenal. Uh, his screams are incredible. And I think that this is where really he really started to hit his stride. What I really love about this is it brought back that 80s hair metal attitude, that rock star attitude that was missing for years. Mm. And it's yet again completely missing from pretty much any artist. I don't see anyone with that attitude anymore. And I really enjoy it. I think that makes fun music to listen to. That's why I loved all the 80s hair metal, your Motley Crue's, you know. And this encompassed that again. For me, I mean, songs like, and it has their heaviest song they've ever done on here. Morte Dabo is by far the heaviest thing they've ever released. Uh, But I mean, songs like To Mm. the Stage, uh, Closure, but it also, for the first time, showed their more uh, rock tendencies on this uh, tracks like Someone Somewhere which one of my favorite songs in mm. there is still, um, I don't know if it's a live staple anymore. They do play it pretty often still though. It's one of the only tracks that they still play live from this record. And it's incredible. Uh, the title track reckless and relentless, not a bad song on here. It flows so well front to back. Uh, I could go on forever about this record, but I'll turn it over to someone else now. JT. <laughs> oh no oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, right. so <laughs> yes, to <sir>. me <laughs> he's like already like ah uh, where do we go from here um so <laughs> so for me uh <laughs> following following the craziness and madness that was uh stand up and scream this one was more of a double down <laughs> a little bit for me I, again i was like again still like oh my god this is heavy this is Post hardcore, this is medical. I was like, oh my god, but there were some differences which I did like. Uh, some of the ones that some of the ones that Kyle touched on, I thought actually were was was actually true, um, for the most part. And I, I, this might, I'm, I'm just gonna come around and say it. I put this at my number three. Did I get this right? Did Did he get it right? Let's see. If he got it right, I'm no. gonna flip out. No, no, oh! I got that one very wrong. Okay. Anyway, this is my number three. Surprisingly enough, I liked it more than I thought I would, given the the craziness of the first one. 
for me. Like that's the word I'm going to use, just craziest. But I did like it more than I thought I would, which was surprising. I mean, when you're listening to a song for the first time or an album for the first time, it's always good to have like an open mind, of course, an open like context of whatnot. But I have to say, going into this record, as I like, I, I listened to the first one. Now let me get into the second one. And this one was just a different, a little bit more like, okay, I understood where they were coming from as far as their sounds go and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it made more sense for me as time progressed on. And as we will not spoiling anything, but as we progress on through the albums and it, through my ranking personally, this is just, this was a, a testament to say, all right, it changed things up a little bit for me personally. That's it. But yeah, I just different vibe, a different, like a, a different impression on me, which made me put it at number three personally. That is me. Mike, what do you got? Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, you can begin to see the change over here. More interesting tricks in the bag, less, less leaning on the on the kind of cliche stuff that they were doing in their previous album you know less of the techno parts um the 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 horrible breakdowns are still there the i mean i was counting them if i hated every breakdown in the first album i hated 12 out of uh 10 out of 12 of these breakdowns so it was like oh this one's actually kind of cool like uh but i still hated their breakdowns and i still hated kind of um uh those parts that they like i'm digging the song the riff is good and then it's oh breakdown takes me out of it and then it's back to the riff cool we're good we're grooving back to that breakdown that just takes me out of it then we the the chorus is good the choruses are much better in this than the previous album um uh the feeling of it feels a little more like it's willing to show off some rock parts and some other like uh like showing that they kind of have some maturity involved uh but it's still plagued with those but there's enough riff riffing in this there's enough um uh head banging parts to keep this alive to uh to outshine those bad breakdowns and those things that i just like and uh like and it's funny it's almost like it redeems itself enough there to be um better than maturing and having less of it if that makes any sense like like oh we mature we don't do that anymore and that maturity would lead me to even like you less because like um you still don't have the fun involved and this is a it's a fun album in that it has those fun riffs those fun um parts and whatnot so for me it's number two out of seven um you know i almost put it in three uh i would say it's very close to being three but uh, just because it feels the most familiar to me um, in, of the genre that it belongs to, um, it, it's parts that remind me the most of it are in this album. And everything else outside of the, this album feel like it doesn't belong, like it's very different than what they are, which is okay. But it's the most familiar and it's the genre that they were a part of and are still a part of to to a degree so yeah number two for me um a little bit better you know obviously um with the stuff that they're doing and more diverse uh, well you know what now you guys have taken my accuracy right down to 50 percent <laughs> uh, <laughs> i put that number one for me yeah yeah oh wow. i thought that was gonna be your favorite but uh i would did flip-flop hmm. that a couple times in my mind but i thought you would go with for me, obviously, that's my number one. <laughs> to make that official, it's right. my number one. Um, 
this was really mm-hmm. what I think was the band at their peak. Like this was peak popularity. Yeah. Um, this was their time and it was great. And I wish I could go back and hear that for the first time, but it still feels fresh every time I listen to it. And I want to point out Joey Sturgis, one of the best producers out there. It's a shame he doesn't really do anything anymore, hmm. but all the records they've worked on with him are by far their best sounding ones. Uh, we'll get into that with later things, but got to give him a shout out. I love the production on this. So easily number one. Hmm. All righty. Thanks. All right. <clears throat> Jumping over to their next album. And as a fly goes on my laptop and I have to crush it. I sadly. How um, <laughs> Oh, Peter's going to be on you. Man. <laughs> uh, hey, there's someone gonna ca- someone cancel this man someone cancel this man <laughs> i just killed a fly everyone i'm sorry um, uh, <laughs> anyways um from death to destiny their third record um oh man uh who went first last time i forgot <laughs> i went Was first last couple times Kyle did, and you're yeah. gonna go first this one you're up jt oh, yeah oh. jt jay tizzle maybe then i'll go and then kyle can round it out how about that sure let's do that that's fine i wasn't sure i, I yeah the blind uh, but, the blind review the, <laughs> the blind review here we go <laughs> all right JT, anyway jt bring it down to the track list just so it's on display on the screen sure there you go um but yeah from death to destiny from Going off of the so coming off of the the first two, you know, first one I was like, all right, what the hell is this? Two, all right, I can understand where they're going. To me, this album took what they did on the previous record, and they kind of they went they took out like a lot whatever didn't work on the first record for whatever reason. You know, some of the I felt that whatever they took off of the I just had a perfectly word in my head. Forgive me. <laughs> whatever, whatever they took, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever they thought might have not worked in on the previous record, they took out and they doubled down on what did work for this record. This actually, mm-hmm. this is a surprise for me again about how much. I mean, I, I I enjoyed what I heard. I mean, I I cannot. I mean, it was still very like you know, still metalcore, still hard guitar and all that stuff. Again, very very out of my wealth of knowledge of music and stuff like that, but. In general, though, um, I have to tell you, the this was a, a bit of a surprise about how, uh, first off, how high I put it, too, but um, just a, 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 a progression of their sound. As Kyle said, it was in their peak. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with that, but I'm going off what Kyle said. Kyle said in their peak, uh, coming off of that, like high, the popularity, I guess you could say, of the previous record, they kind of doubled down and they said, let's make, let's almost redo what we did before, but do it better. And that's kind of what I got from this personally. But that's just me where I, where I have it in my own mind. Um, do to rank it too? Do you guys want to go? Do you, do you guys want to share your thoughts too? Like, do you want me to share my ranking? ranking? Yeah, you just go straight for your ranking. Yeah. Yeah, all, right, all right, cool. All right. So again, Look, I'm just as I said, they kind of like doubled down on what what did work, and they took out the stuff that did not work for for me at least. Coming off of the first two records, going to this one, I actually this is my. I want to see if Kyle got this right. This is actually my number one. No. 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 <laughs> I was trying so hard there, buddy. That's really surprising for me, honestly. No. I know. I know. It's that. It sounds like so out of left field. He's like, oh, well, I'm questioning all of them. Damn it. No, no, no. no. 
No, I tried. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna have to show us what, you're gonna have to show us initially like what you had at the end. You oh, know? I will. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is what yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyways, um, just I again, I thought that this is what they doubled down on the good and they took up more of the they took up whatever bad they may have had and they made this album what we have here. Um, Mike, why don't you go next? Yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of. So, you know, going back, you know, yeah, you got their crude and kind of just in your face, kind of beginning the young, the young kind of kids uh, that feel like they're just kind of coming into the genre, you know, reckless and relentless, showing off some more, uh, the, just not the crazy riffs that don't follow a theme and put together in a song, you know, like Re- reckless and relentless definitely did that better. Um, Death to Destiny for me, uh, a huge improvement by a country mile to their previous album (laughs) if i could even say if i could give you more of a an idea if stand up and scream is a five in my ranking and uh reckless and relentless is a 6.5 this is an eight out of of uh you know uh in comparison um the screaming vocals sound a little lower now i really like that uh much less kind of um you know they're clearer too like you can actually kind of hear what the guy is saying when he's screaming which is cool songwriting's polished um it uh i mean man i love that opening song um that song is great i was actually it's actually a song that's joined my rotation of music um at work like when i'm playing music at work and we're playing some heavy music over at the home depot folks come on over for all your uh home needs. but anyway uh yeah like uh you know yeah like we're scaring some customers folks hey you know what from death and Des- destiny baby uh i love the name of the album it is over uh, i mean this is their best album number one baby like that's it like uh i really enjoyed uh most of if not all of this album and i uh, i'm actually kind of surprised because uh, i even love the name love the theme of the look yada 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 like uh this is just um it just has all i want from a metalcore act that is kind of fusing um some of the elements from their previous um work in with some of the newer sounds coming out and what's uh which I kind of felt it would have reached a higher echelon if it took some of the riffing from Reckless and Relentless and kind of inserted it into Death to Destiny. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. This could have been much more higher on my list. Like that Reckless and Re- Relentless riffing was like Reckless and Relentless. Um, it was like basically like just, you know, like metallic and sharp, whereas this one has some of that metallic and sharp riffing, but it kind of... Um, it definitely feels a little below some of the, you know, the other elements, the good, the choruses, the, the drumming um, feels a little more concrete. Yeah. Just overall for me, this is, yeah, my number one album. Um, I, I by the look of it, Kyle was um, disappointed by I, that um, or so just I'm disappointed, he, you know, I'm disappointed because for the longest time I had, this is my prediction for your number one. But I was oh. like, you know what? I'm going to swap them. And I did. So my mistake. You doubted yourself, sir. I did. I did. Never, never doubt the Kyle within you and the Kyle within us all. Oh, so, <sighs> yeah. Whatever that means. So, 
Maybe. Is that wrap Jay, up your... did you just take a small nap there? Or... <laughs> Maybe that wrap up your thoughts on it. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's all right. Uh, so that's not all. I, so say. I don't disagree with either of you. I love this record too. This was still like them height of their career, maybe slightly less popular, but still really one of the biggest bands around still. For me, this one took the metalcore style they were going with on the last record and mixed it with more classic rock style Mm. instrumentals, Mm -hmm. which I do wish that's what Brett brings it down for me. I wish, like Mike said, they took those riffs from Reckless and Relentless and incorporated them more. Because my favorite songs on here are the ones that do just that. Like Don't Pray For Me is an incredible mm. song. Probably my yeah, favorite from here. Yep. Uh, Death Of Me, great. Killing You, awesome. Poison has some mm. Slipknot vibes for the first like 30 seconds. And I enjoy mm. that. Uh, that's a great song. But where they lose me, Believe in Creature, I think there is a pretty two... Uh, <laughs> two weak songs there um and they're back to back so i skip those most of the time but white line fever is such a good rock track and i mm. adore that song and moving on probably uh up to this point in their career their best ballad um they still that's mm. a live staple to this day really showed where danny warsnop was at during the recording of this uh you know very shortly after this record, he would leave the band, as we'll get into on the next one. But man, that's like that's one of his best vocal performances up to this point. Uh, where they also lose mm. me is until the end, featuring Howard Jones. Howard is mm. a amazing vocalist, but this is one of my least favorite Ask Alexandria songs of all time. Mm. Main reason is Howard's vocals don't go well here they his vocal stylings match we talked earlier how there's the metalcore genre kind of split into two different segments around this time where you had the ones that were still going with the kill switch style and then the newer bands that were doing the more alexandria style and i don't think the overlap is there his vocals i don't think sound Mm -hmm. cohesive with danny's here and they sound out of place and it really throws me out of it and I don't think it's a great ending track. I think that moving on should have been the ending track on here. All that said, absolutely incredible album. Uh, I've loved it since it came out. Uh, I put this one at number two. It is just below, just because there's a couple fillers in there that I think that it's not as good as Reckless and Relentless for me. Lyrically, it's definitely deeper. Uh, it's more accessible to like more mainstream audience. Again, production. Joey Sturgis killed it yet again. Um, that's where I'm at with that one. Number two, super strong album. Still one of the best in the metalcore genre. Um, what I wish they would have continued with moving forward. All righty. And on that note, we're going to jump to their fourth album, which is called The Black. Nothing really super exciting in the title there. I just want to say it's just a very like plain title for me. That was what I got for that. Um, so I started last night. Mike, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Go ahead. Um, this one was hard, harder to assess um, for me. It was uh, all over the place. Um, you know, 
as much as Kyle's a huge fan of uh, Danny Warsnuff's uh, vocals, at times, it's funny. The later on in this discography you go, the more I feel like he's trying to showcase his um, depth. And sometimes I find the showcase of the depth of the vocals doesn't always do um, anything for the music that it follows. So it's like, if the vocals are on point, but the music is like, eh, like it really, you can't, it can't um, elevate itself. It needs to be alongside good music. So um, the better his vocals got, uh, the and the, the the music seemed to kind of not follow suit. So after he left and you know kind of jumped on this, um, this kind of seems like still kind of going strong with the more type of like uh the stuff they're doing um in the Death Destiny, but um the vocals feel a little inconsistent, um and uh, they're definitely all over the place. And I um I could find some good things here. I I really like this. I like that. But uh, um, then it would kind of fall flat. It didn't seem like it, it, the choruses seemed like they were trying to achieve that really catchy kind of um, element, but they were just unable to really like I'm waiting for the chorus or I'm waiting for the part to come that just grips me and it just doesn't like um, so I kind of like it felt very like a bumpy ride, but overall I still was enjoying the, the music more than I would on like stand up and scream uh, or, you know, like uh, that kind of thing. Um, but it still just seems like it's all over the place. Um, for me, this is number three, um, you know, uh, still has a lot of those elements from death to destiny that I enjoy uh, musically, structurally um, song wise, uh, change-ups where the song changes up you know starts off um with the opening riff and then it kind of comes into the chorus and then it kind of like has a new part that kind of kicks in a, a good rhythmic uh head banging part and then comes back to the you know the structure's still there it still feels like they're mature in the songwriting like i said the vocals were inconsistent um you know it's just weird uh, are they talking about the previous vocalist on this album and yes. how they're like how the, the breakup happened that's such a cringe thing to do like mm -hmm. uh to, to talk sure to, like talk about your personal oh my god it just feels like something uh kids would do you know like oh yeah let's let's write a song and let's talk about like how we dislike that person on the song I'm just, like I was shaking my head at that and I was just like, my God, like that's, that's so cringe. Um, but um, yeah, the new vocals, he's not horrible, but uh, like, he's just not really bringing anything that I was like blown away at. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, over that, overall, this actually wasn't too bad of a, of an album. I still enjoy um, the, the sound on it and just, you know, the, the elimination of some of the, of the part things I hate, but it still, it still does some of it like breakdown wise are still kind of ugly sounding, uh, still not preferable, but not as bad as obviously like the old, old stuff. But yeah, number three for me. You know, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off that and go second here. Uh, JT, go down to the set list for me for anyone that's the set list. Here. I don't know they're performing uh, set list. Sorry. The track. I'm list. just kidding. Um, don't worry. So <laughs> this, so Dennis Stoff, who took over lead vocals for about a year and a half here, mm. uh, he was previously in a band called Make Me Famous, who is one of the carbon copy as an Alexandria clones that came out very shortly after 
they blew up to the point they sounded almost identical. So having him take over here was a no-brainer. With that said, I don't mm-hmm. think he filled the shoes very well to the point where live they were actually using backing tracks of Danny's backing vocals, which was kind of awkward hmm. at this point to the point where Weird. I think he had to issue them a cease and desist order. It's very odd. But if we're getting into the music here, it's not bad. But to me, it just feels like a forced step back. Like it feels like they were like, well, Danny wanted us to go more rock with From Death to Destiny. So screw that guy. We're going back to like Reckless and Relentless. But it feels forced. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. natural to me. And I think that's where a lot of my issues come into this. Also, I'm just not a huge fan of the tone of Dennis's vocals. He's also kind of a prick. He's been kicked out of just about every band he's been in including S. Alexandria, mm. who's tried to scam fans and everything like that. Again, Joey Sturgis production, amazing. It sounds great sonically. But again, Mike, I agree with you. It's very cringy, the songs where they're just straight up talking about Danny, <laughs> which is a shame because the actual yeah. song, it's on Sometimes It Ends, is an incredible song. It's actually one of my favorites on here. And then Just a Slave to Rock and Roll, I really like that one. I could see Danny singing that one, like Reckless and Relentless Era. Like, that is pure that, yeah, that's, Reckless that's and Relentless Era, good. Danny Warsnop. And I was like, that one, if they did ever play any of these live with Danny, it would be that one. I do enjoy yep. the gay Ben Bruce uh, lead vocals on Gone. I think it's a very nice song. Uh, you know, sad, but very good. Undivided. Musically, it's great. But if we're getting into it, again, lyrically... It's just, oh, we're mad at Danny. Oh, screw that guy. And I was like, <laughs> it just, it's a bit corny. I don't know. For me, it does have some cool change-ups throughout. Uh, I do like the Lost Souls has a cool change-up at towards the end or toward the middle there. For me, this is my last, uh, number seven for me. This is my least favorite. It's wow, not it's I did bad, not expect to hear yeah, that. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad record. Uh, it's just... Wow. It's one that I don't find myself coming back to a lot. Part of the appeal of S. Alexandria to me is uh, Danny Warsom's vocals. I love his vocals. He's by far the shining star of this band, if we're going to be honest. The others are all Mm. great. They're all great musicians, but he is definitely the star of the show. Uh, Without him, Mm. I don't think it held up as good. Even the ballads on here, Mm. I think those were the weakest on this was they try to do a couple like from death to destiny style ballads with things like send me home and things like they were good but it wasn't great dennis is good at the screaming vocals he you know those types of songs and those ones sounded fine but when they went to try to do the ballads they kind of lost me um i don't go back to it very much i do think that they should have just taken a little bit of a hiatus instead of danny leaving and then getting a new vocalist but that was more pressure from the record label being like oh you don't you guys don't get a break and that's what ultimately led to danny leaving was the label being like no you can't take a break you're going to do this this and this oh you just got off tour make another record and so you know end of the day i don't think it worked for me number three jt where are you at on this so i'm looking at my list right now on my phone that i made and you're, so I'm kind of in the middle of both of you guys, truthfully. My ranking is at number five. Woo. I got this one right for both of you. Oh, my God. 
wow, talk <laughs> about a coincidence. <laughs> I was like, just by chance, nice. I was like, yo, guess what? No, no, I mean, for, 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 I'm not going to repeat too many of the points you guys listed off because, I mean, we, we could go at it all day, but or all night for this matter. Um, but I, everything from, man, it's just, Every artist, if you listen to a certain number of albums, like up until a certain point in their career, um, certain mistakes happen, of course. And with the lead singer switch, you could just definitely tell that as uh, even I I didn't realize this until you said this, actually, about like the whole lead singer being switched off and whatnot. Um, But now it makes more sense. Oh, he's they're talking, you know, smack about him. Really? Like, that's so childish. Like, why would they do that? It's just to me, it doesn't make it's kind of like weird to do that i mean why would you want to be, i mean some people i mean yes maroon five wrote a whole album called songs about jane yes but that was a different a different thing completely of course but if you look at it from that perspective like oh they're talking smack they're talking you know a certain way about the previous singer or whatever i mean certain songs are there to do that but for them to just flat flat out say like oh you know he's i, I forget the name the name of the guy you just said but like to, to, to do that is just it's such like a a low blow in my opinion is that i mean i put it and also the music was good it was you know I mean, questionably good i guess you could say that the best, best way i could put that but for those reasons and i don't want to reiterate too many of the points you guys said but i agree with a lot of the things you both said but this is my number five it's just it was just a lot of it was different you could feel it was a little bit different you're right Kyle. the ballads were like a little bit like really like a metalcore band is doing a ballad like this it was just it was just a lot of questionable choices. This is my number five. For lack of uh, to to get to get to the point, yeah, it's funny. Right. I almost I almost put this at my number four and put stand up and scream at my three, just to give stand up and scream a acknowledgement of being um, the start and for what it is and all this stuff. But then I said to myself, I can't go around just like awarding imaginary points to the idea of something it needs to in my opinion be enjoyable and be a starting point that's influential it can't just be um you know it can't just be one and make it into that high of a tier so that's why i kind of ultimately push this one up and push stand up screen before um you know and the uh, participation trophies yeah no participation trophies no Imaginary points, no, uh, none of that. It's, yeah, you it's know, just, one more, you know what? One more thing I want to add on the you know, the era without Danny Worsnop was part of the like appeal and charisma of the band was the like friendship between Danny and guitarist Ben Bruce in interviews and everything. They had such a good charisma and like great like relationship together and friendship that without it, the band felt very different in a bad way. I didn't it just Mm. certain artists are like that where you need your key components or it doesn't work and I feel like they're one of the they're one of those bands it's like Motley Crue without Vince Neil it it doesn't work they might make good music Mm -hmm. but it's not the same yeah I mean yeah I mean any other comments for the black at all before we go into our next their fifth album already wow now let's go all right let's go so in the world of me liking everything that's title tracked and everything let's talk about the title album to their band asking alexandria their fifth album called asking alexandria (laughs) man um 
Anyone want to go first before I take it or no? No, you take it. All right, I'll take it. Take time. it, man. Right. Take that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. Good. That's what she said. And <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming at some point. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, it was coming. <laughs> oh God. We always have a good time on this show. Don't worry. Um, in more ways than one. But no. Anyways, um, this album was like just different in a weird good way i guess you could say for me because this was i i don't want to say as far pop as they would go but if there are elements and i'm not i'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying because it's on here but when, when i listened to it i was like oh there's more of a pop element in here here and there like there's different elements to it in general that i actually i truthfully liked a lot i was more surprised about how much I mean, a, definitely a step up from the black um, for me, but it was a, it was a different kind of vibe for the whole thing. Um, just and also the track, it was a solid like track listing of like how long it was in general. I mean, it, was, it was like 45, almost 50 minutes long. Um, plus the deluxe edition has like a cover of Perfect by Ed Sheeran, which kind of like threw me off a little bit for a sec. I was like, what? But uh, it was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I know, right? Like why would our metalcore cover Ed? I have no idea. But um, no, just a, I this was a surprise for me. I mean, for how like for for what it was, I actually really enjoyed this album. That might seem like a surprise for some people, or whatever. But I liked what I heard. I mean, I liked just about everything I heard on here. This is my number two. All right. Wow. I, I, I don't know if Kyle got that right, but I, he might be surprised at that. I was off by one. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have at number three? Yep. Okay, all right. So, so, okay, so he was in the ballpark. He was in the ballpark. So JT, if I, if that wraps up for you, I'll take it from here. Yeah, I'm good. I just overall, I mean, it was a pleasant surprise, and yeah, I put it as high as I did there at number two. But yeah, go ahead, guy. What do you got? So having Danny back, super hyped. I remember when this came out, when everything was announced, uh, the teasers that were released off of it, they were very misleading at the time. They released the heaviest parts as teasers, and that's not what we got. I don't mind that. <laughs> I still think it was a great record. Um, Alone in a Room is top top five Ask Alexandria song. Alone in a Room is a top tier song. Take Ask Alexandria off of it. It's it's an incredible track by anyone if anyone would have put it out. I think this record has a lot of really good songs. Like the good songs on here are really, really good. Alone in a Room, Into the Fire, Hopelessly Hopeful, Where Did It Go, Under Denver is great, and Room 138 is pretty great as well. It's the other songs that are very forgettable. They're not the mm-hmm. best. They're pretty like mid, like When the Lights Come On is, I will say it was better live than it is on the record. Vultures is kind of boring. I actually prefer the rock version of that. That was on the bonus ed- or the deluxe edition shockingly enough the heaviest thing on here was the hidden track uh, that was on the physical cd versions explicit which was just a joke song which was hysterical uh, <laughs> eve was very good that was like their token heavy song of the record but really like the middle there like rise up is like, eh. when the lights come on it just kind of felt uninspired at parts my biggest issue is the production matt good 
he's a very talented guy. You know, I love his work with From First to Last. Um, the album he did with uh, Drugs back in the day was great. Um, he's a nice guy. I met him before. Super nice guy. Great guy. Talented musician. I don't know what it is with the production of this record, but it sounds so muddy. Yeah. Everything. You saw who was involved. So muddy. Oh, right? Yep. Jonathan Davis is also here. The guitars sound so was, low in the mix and just muddied down to yeah. the point where I'm like, what is this guitar tone? That's the corn. Necessarily the, the tone corn effect. is the production. It's, I can't stand it because there are so many songs on here that I'm like, wow, this would sound so much better with better production. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at with this. Uh, I had to put it at number four because I do think songwriting wise, it's super solid and the songs that are good on here are some top tier tracks all, all right. right mike let's see where you got yeah he's gonna <laughs> trash it oh. <laughs> yeah well the fact that john <laughs> the fact that jonathan davis yeah um that's the effect he has on the the music he, he tries to he muddled it up with his corn uh inspired kind of muddy you know kind of new metal uh, roots and whatnot but um you know so this this is where we began to fall off a cliff um for mm-hmm. me like you know with a lot of the um uh with a lot of these the songs and whatnot i these are where like the pop elements start really shining through and um you know this is pretty run-of-the-mill for me um you know the songs never really took off they started off with some with some uh like um promise and then they just kind of fell off like kyle was saying like uh the heaviest songs were teased um early on when i was kind of like looking into the you know the promotion of the album and um and then just kind of what you got was a lot of just kind of just stuff that failed to really just take off and um do anything um you know it definitely has that that pop elements that are shining through and you know I'm much more forgiving than I used to be about these pop elements being mixed in with um, metalcore, and but we're lacking a lot of the metallic riffs, the sharp um, stuff that I think that it just doesn't make any sense why the guitars don't sound at all like a band who is a metalcore band who's matured and and bringing other elements, and you could still do both. You can still have some metallic like um biting riffs alongside some more poppy kind of elements um but they just weren't allowing that to happen and um i just don't know what it is but it definitely is trying to capitalize on uh, whatever's happening in 2016 musically with a lot of these bands who who've fallen apart and kind of came back together and are trying to like copy off other bands doing this right now um you know uh i was trying to think of a band band that they sounded like um at this point not coming to me but i know there's actually i got an event sevenfold uh sound previously on the death to destiny like with the way his vocals were um i almost sounded like m shadows was on the track with him at one point and i was like looking for it and i was like is that him you know and uh, uh but then by this time point you get to 2016 it's just i feel like they just lost their identity and were kind of um doing this new kind of sound so for me this is a five um out of seven um it's just kind of like it's the in my opinion it's the last 
uh album that has any elements of um rock uh or sound on it that i enjoy uh enjoy to a slight bit before it just pretty much falls off the cliff here so yeah this is number five for me i got that one right <laughs> there we go but will he know what my number seven is stay no, tuned for those were those are a toss-up for me but we'll get into that oh god um no i mean this you know you're not wrong like but i think that a lot of the the riffs that you're talking about i don't think it's that that they're necessarily not there is i think they're buried mm. i had such a hard time even mm. to this day i've listened to this record quite a bit still and i have such a hard yeah. time pulling out the guitar parts because of that production mm. they're so buried in there under like the ambient noise and the vocals and even the drums that i struggle to pick them out could and that's after listening to this <laughs> for the past five years. So I, I do think that comes down to the production mostly. All right. Sounds good. Are we good. keeping you up, JT? Or no, uh, you're good. Don't yawn. worry. I, don't worry. We're we got two, oh, yawning. We got two more to go. <laughs> don't worry, guys. What time is it now? I'm uh, uh, feeling good. Right. <laughs> that's asking Alexandra the title album um their fifth album let's jump over to like a house on fire i've gone a couple of times on the first who kyle why don't you go first yeah i'll take it so this one you want to talk about pop influence pop elements this is by far the most pop influenced record there's almost no metalcore present or metal in general it's pretty much hard rock with elements of pop I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I do find quite a bit of these tracks to be enjoyable. Um, Down to Hell is a great song. Like a House on Fire, the title track's pretty good. Um, the Violence is probably the heaviest they go on here. And even that's not very heavy. I do think that it's, it's a little bit longer than it needed to be. I think if they cut out a few songs out of here, it might have been a little bit better. Like, it's not me, it's you. Is I skip that one all the time. Take Some Time, I thought was awful. That's one of my least favorite tracks of theirs. There's a couple of tracks mm -hmm. that sound like they'd be uh, Shinedown songs from the time period. And mm -hmm. conveniently, conveniently <laughs> enough, this is around the time they were touring with Shinedown, uh, which they still do pretty frequently. Like, tracks like One Turns to None mm -hmm. sounds like it would have been on Shinedown's Attention, Attention album. They don't want what we want and they don't care. Definitely a dig at the fans and the record label. They're like, no, you need to be heavy. And like, but we don't want to do that anymore, which is fair. You know, I'm not going to fault them for that. If that's not the music you want to make anymore, I'd rather you make something you're passionate about than just throw together some half-assed heavy songs to be heavy. Lorazepam, I actually enjoy that one quite a bit. I do think... What, Lorazepam or the song? Oh, never mind. Yeah, both. Uh, <laughs> I think there are some. They, as a band, were going through some like weird times here. I thought they were a little bit cringy-ish. I don't know. Danny was wearing a lot of hats at this time. It's a little odd, but but anyway, it, <laughs> I think there's some tracks. If they cut it out, it would have been a better record with significantly less skips. I actually enjoyed the feature. Um, I don't need you. It's a nice, nice ballad there. I enjoyed that. But again, it's very pop-ish, pretty much out of nowhere. 
like earlier I said that from death to destiny was where I wish they would have continued with their career. And I felt like the self-titled record was from death to destiny light where they were like, it was like diet from death to destiny. Whereas like, we're going to try that again. And then it didn't, you know, it didn't hold up to that for me personally. And this one was like, Oh, we're just going to completely shift our sound, which, you know, they were playing arenas with shinedown and papa roach at the time so it's not like it wasn't completely out of left field i could definitely see they were going for those more big choruses and those big like stadium anthems like those sing-alongs and i I think they had a had success with a couple of them on here other ones a bit questionable production was a little bit better on here still not anywhere near as good as the production on the first four records but uh it's definitely not as muddied here uh songwriting wise unfortunately didn't hold up as well for me we got it at number six all righty mike do you want to go or do you want me to go yeah i'll go um yeah like an album on fire I'd like to light it on fire because it's annoy it annoys me and it's literally it's just a freaking boring uh pop uh like, like injected like barely rock album that I just all of the you know it just feels like it's definitely trying to integrate that sound all the claps the snaps the beats the trick the other any other trick they can pull out try try and copy off some other freaking artist doing that at this time like the it's such such an unoriginal kind of um encompassing of a certain kind of a sound that just doesn't lend any kind of interesting direction in the songs you know it just felt like um it's very confused um you know the the guitars are rarely able to showcase anything um, but just the backing rhythm to you know the vocals and stuff and then not a dig at the vocals but this is where this is kind of um you know coming back to my comment about um more depth and uh showcase of vocal doesn't necessarily elevate the music if the music is subpar and the vocals are are more showcasing their depth and their more um you know the diversity of the style unfortunately they can't elevate the barely um kind of uh, kind of music that's happening on this this uh cd so it's just it's just boring it's just not my thing um you know and i i like some pop it's just uh not even the vocal the choruses or anything to like um stuff get stuck in your head or just you know just offer nothing but just space filler to me so yeah i can't say much about this one uh the this one and the next one which uh spoiler uh are the bottom of the uh of my uh rating ranking for this band it's just it's just like someone who has lost all of their um creativity and like the anything that they were willing to try to separate themselves from from like an easy album that just kind of does everything that's being done already um this is it you know what i mean and it's just like uh unfortunately that uh at this point in the career it's um trying to set a standard for uh hey look i can i can do other genres of music because i'm mature even in his vocals he says things like um you know like 
things about certain things that are kind of hints towards that. And, um, one thing I hate about Danny Warsnop's like vocals is he's he kind of like he's such an immature person because he'll be like, um, I'll never change. And he even says, I'll never change. And I'm, I'll be the same, uh, you know, fuck, fuck you, basically. Like, I'm always going to be the same. And, you know, even if it means like, I die and I'm dead. You know, like I forget one of the songs I was hearing about even in death to destiny was saying things like that. I think probably the first song of the album he's saying, you know, like um, these kinds of things and he's still saying them now. And it's just like, uh, it just yeah, it's just not a good album. So number seven. <laughs> what Damn a crash it, landing. <laughs> uh, You're ruining you Kyle's that? list. Uh, well, I was so confident in my predictions and now they are just completely out the window. <laughs> um, before JT goes though, I do want to build on something he said about his vocals, Mike, about how they were he goes into showcasing his vocals a lot and doesn't really match the music to an extent. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. There's so many points here where he's showcasing that he's a good vocalist, which he is. There's no doubt about that. Like, there's no argument that he's not. But it has to be, and this is something that Mm. I hate a lot with a lot of vocalists that do this. Um, Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande in the pop realm come to mind, where it's like, yes, I know you can do these long, complex vocal runs. No, I don't need to hear it every other line in your song it takes away from the songwriting aspect when you do that um so yes. I, the only thing i want to right. say about that was i highly recommend checking out his solo record the second one shades of blue the vocals on that and the mm. songwriting because the vocals actually match the songs on that one that's his uh like r&b mm. blues rock styled record phenomenal it's great the vocals shine while nice. actually matching what is going on behind it which definitely i agree and some of the tracks you're not all of them but definitely some of them get off from that so jt why don't you uh why don't you go now it's my turn (laughs) (laughs) number one this is is the creme de la creme of alex asking alexandra this is the best thing they've ever no it's not (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it's not oh my god so listen i'm a full disclosure everyone if those of you don't know me or listen to me you should but pop music is not that bad i mean yes <laughs> some, some people hate metal some people hate pop some people hate rap it's all subjective it's all good listen if you're gonna when kyle first told me we we're doing asking alexander and that, going up to from the very first album until this i'm like where's the metal where's the rock in this album i'm like what the i mean i don't know i put i put their stand up and scream at number seven so this just give you a pretty good indication of where i put this one but so <laughs> many questionable decisions so many so so many things i was like what is going on here like what is it was so many just, <laughs> even from what i already listened to beforehand i was like what is going on like just so many questions, so many, <laughs> so many stupid decisions left and right. Good God, help us all. Let's just be real, everyone. Um, this is my number six. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Like a house of fire yes. is my number six. It is. Let's listen. The, this, this is something that should not be held up like the Ten Commandments, right? This is something that should be held up and destroyed 100%. Take that scene and smash it. <laughs> to God. So, yes. anyway, anyways. JT yeah. stole. He stole my villainness uh, here. I'm being a villain for this album. Good God. 
I was like, yes, I- I'm curious yes. to see what Kyle thinks where I put this, but this is my number six. I'll tell you exactly what afterwards where I thought you put all of them. Don't you okay. worry. <laughs> I just, just out of curiosity, because we're almost this is we got one more after this, right? So, but yeah, like I was like, what were the- <laughs> it's like you're a metalcore, deathcore. Hard rock, heavy metal, and uh, hey, let's just get let's get those fingers snapping. Don't forget to to, to like our like our <laughs> review. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> you're, you're asking Alexandria. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, so, so yeah. questionable choices. And that that just that brings me to my point of it brings me to my point of nobody wants a side project anymore because it costs uh you don't get enough money when you aren't using the name asking alexandria waving it about trying to to sop up those uh leftover uh listens that you can get by using the name instead of just like taking this complete altered sound uh this complete skeleton of what was and just making it something new no no this is still asking alexandria it's just like you know uh, look at the album some, cover. Folks who are listening yeah. to us, you know, but, this is, but look, the album cover looks like they were just high and they just, like they just drew high. something on the wall. <laughs> yeah. It looks Good like God. hieroglyphics. How, how uh, stupid can you get? But, <laughs> but JT, look at the left top corner. There are boobies on the cover. Well, that, that changes good. everything. If there's boobies on the cover, that's yeah. okay. There you go. That means it's One. good. Good art. One out of seven. There you go. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, it looks like something from like a. The, the, art is a one out of ten, or like a ten out of ten, whatever you want to call yes. it. That, that's great art. Don't get me wrong, but it does not fit the album context whatsoever. Yeah. The artist right. should get a yeah. It looks like something from a every go- album. It looks like something from an old metal band, like from like mm-hmm. the seventies and the, or the you know like probably the seventies. I would say like something like you know. Black Sabbath, right? It doesn't look like something from yeah, an asking Alexander album, uh, like a album on fire. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Black Sabbath, like it looks like Black Sabbath's tenth album that never got released and they just threw it out there. It was, it was produced by Matt, Matt Bad, Bad Matt, Bad. Put <laughs> Matt this thing Matt, back Matt on Matt in Matt. the garbage. Yeah, well, at least, at least Jonathan bad. Davis wasn't near this one. Oh God! No, no, no. I just want to hear him do that on the album, you know. Like, <laughs> any anything else for this piece of shit? No, no. This is an easy. Move it uh, pa- I I skipped past songs and I had to go back and force myself to listen to them. Like tape my hand to the to the, you know, so I couldn't try to change. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I was like a mental patient. Like all right, cuff him. Was there He's anything trying to gouge his eyes out? Was there any <laughs> redeeming songs on this one for you? No. It was no, Justin Bieber's cameo. I'm just kidding, at, oh, I wish I could. Oh, God. Now, Grace Grundy? No, I have no idea. <laughs> no, it all just sounded like one big freaking lumpish, you know. Yeah. A lump Sorry. of poop. Was, but the boobies on the album cover are check great. Check some more. <laughs> the boobies on the album cover, though. What? Anyways, there I you go. There you go. That's what makes good album art. Yes. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Anyways, sells, but who the fuck? All right, now. Talking about good album art, JT. Let's go. Let's pull up the next one. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> your your connection is unstable. Than that. Oh, no. Did you see that? It just no, said your connection not. is unstable. I think that's just oh, you, no. Mike. Yeah, I think it might just be yours. No. <laughs> but let's 
Okay, wait, 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 but, 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 so the last album we're going to talk about tonight is their most recent release from 2021. See what's in, see what's on the inside. Can I just start off by saying that the album cover is so unoriginal, so uncreative, and just like, hey, let's just take a piece of paper and rip it. But vinyl record, it looked like vinyl. Yeah, well, fair. That's but... the thought process. I thought it was a finger at first. Did anyone else think it was a finger? <laughs> I like, thought no, it was I... too. It was a finger. <laughs> I, I never. I saw was just like, right. I wanted to give this album the finger. Have you seen? Have you seen the deluxe yeah. edition cover that was just released? <laughs> no, I haven't. it's literally just the colors inverted. Oh my god! Hold on uh, one second. FML. Uh, I I I just want to see this really quick. Is it, sorry, we're going off a side tangent for a sec. You might have typed in. That, that's literally it. No, no, no that's an EP. Grab, oh. type in, type in deluxe. What is it called? It's called uh, uh, See What's on the Inside Deluxe. There you go. Oh my God. It's literally just the colors inverted. Mike, how original is that? That is horrible, man. It's just something seriously. Uh... Yeah, I mean, talk about writing one in, you know, like film, just like, oh, let's write it in. Like, it's just, you know, sure, who cares? You know. Yeah. It almost looks like a dog dick, but anyway, so I'm not talking about <laughs> Sorry. I had someone had to say it at one point. <laughs> Do you have a lot of ex- uh, experience in seeing that? Or is that a- <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, my, girlfriend, my girlfriend's dog. Back in my days when I worked at the old kennel. I, uh, you know. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. So let's talk about, let's talk about this, this latest attempt of an album. Uh, so, see what's know, on the inside. I'll take this one and uh, I think I'll be the, the nicest to it probably, or maybe not actually. We'll, we'll see, but uh, significantly better than as an album. This is significantly better than like a house on fire. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a perfect record by any, any stretch of the terms alone again is by far the best thing on here. That song is actually incredible. Like, without a doubt the best uh the fact that the bonus track uh miles away did not make the cut is a travesty that song is phenomenal i think it was actually a outtake from like house on fire that sumerian didn't let them put on the record because it was too personal and sad and they finally released it here it's a shame it didn't make either of them it would have made it a substantially better record i don't think there's many bad songs on here i think there's a lot of just mid tracks on here that you know i could take or leave the good songs are really good alone again is great uh faded out i like a lot see what's on the inside i like quite a bit and you've made it this far are really great other than that the rest i'm just iffy on the only one i probably just straight up don't like at all is find myself i think it's pretty corny just i never enjoyed it i will say props to him this is the best record production wise that matt good has done with the band if they continue with this style of production i'll be fine with it <laughs> but again this is strictly a hard rock record if you go into this expecting any kind of metal core you're you're going to be disappointed but i think at this point in their career no one's going into their music thinking that anymore which in some ways is a shame i think there's a 
I, this is why I was saying earlier from death to destiny was the perfect middle ground between what they were and what they would go on to become in the modern day. They mixed those classic rock sounds yeah. with the sound with the uh, reckless and relentless riffs and all that. Like look at a song like white line fever from, from death to destiny. That is pretty much did way better. What most of the tracks on here were trying to do in 2021 and they did it better years prior with that said i still do enjoy this record it's not a bad record but in the grand scheme of their releases it's toward the lower half um you know it's it's not gonna blow them up and be a huge record again it's just not gonna happen they're teasing they've done this for every album since danny's come back but they're teasing that the next record they're already working on is heavier and it's supposedly the heaviest thing that they've done mixing the heavy with the melodic guitars that they incorporated on this record which is one oh. thing that i will really hand it to them on this guitar wise this might be their best one in terms of melodic guitars and solos it's really the only one that exists on we you know you had your heavy riffs on the others but this actually gave them a chance to show what they could do in terms of writing a melodic guitar part and they did it very well i would like to see that incorporated with the heavier aspects if they don't want to go heavy again i'm fine with that but i'd at least prefer something more along the lines of the self-titled record maybe with production closer to this or tracks more like alone again that really have that big anthemic vibe going on so for me it's somewhere in the middle of the self-titled and like a house on fire. So number five. All right, Mike, you want to go? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, it was released on my birthday, 2021. How dare you try to out, you know, out show me um, my day. Um, I also think it's hilarious that the first album released under better noise music. That's just, it's kind of better noise it's not just noise anymore it's just like a little bit better at being noise but um yeah um yeah this album sounded noise. a lot the same special noise yes special noise yeah this album sounded a lot the same to me um i was listening to this actually in the car on the way home from my grandma's 103rd birthday on saturday and i was like you know hey let's give this you know let's listen to this and um you know, they're actually my favorite song. If you want to bring up that song listing there, Jay Tizzle McNizzle. Um, but I think it was called, um, oh, uh, Never Gonna Learn was actually my f favorite track on this whole album. Um, and uh, I actually was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Um, although a lot of songs sound the same on it, um, you know, now, this actually, you know, it's not a horrible album. It's actually got some, uh, what I really uh, find a lot of uh, um, kind of common ground on is like the the feeling of the of the, uh, the the lyrics. Like there's, they're really cliche about finding yourself and kind of like, uh, you know, all this kind of like, who am I and this and that, you know, like, um a lot, a lot of this kind of learning through mistakes, all this kind of stuff. Like, um, but 
I feel like they're definitely relatable. And, uh, you know, by far, this album is mu- is so much better than that dumpster fire at the bottom of the, uh, this you know, the <laughs> uh, house on fire or whatever the hell it's called. Um, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this one is, you know, it's not a horrible, horrible album. It's It's good for what it is. But if you put it up against the asking Alexander kind of name and what you to to expect, it falls very short. So it's like good for what it is. It's got some interesting uh, choruses. It's got some interesting sounding songs on it, and um, it keeps you it keeps you semi involved, where you begin to hear the same kind of the same notes hit. You know, you know, my girlfriend Tracy was listening to it, and she was like. I, I can't tell which song I'm listening to. And I was just like, yeah, same. And I was just like, you know, they just kind of had, they all hit the same notes, the same. Str- they, it's like somebody who, who wrote an entire album going, I, instead of trying an album full of different songs, let's just try to capitalize on something and hope that, you know, by writing one good one and having them all sound like that, that everyone, this will be a smash hit. And um, it definitely falls short for that. But um, I actually didn't listen to the deluxe edition. Uh, I, I didn't realize most we were listening it. to that for that one. So no, yeah, it was just acoustic version. So you didn't yeah. miss much. The only thing miles away, I think is the only one out of those that stands out to me. Uh, it was released before mm-hmm. the deluxe edition on a actually this they made a single out of never gonna learn and gave it like an ep and that's where they released new devil and miles away a few months back uh mm-hmm. definitely recommend checking that one out also oh. in this moment terrible oh they're terrible yeah. her part on new devil kills oh, the it's awful. Yeah. but uh no i, <laughs> I agree yeah. with you though about things sounding the same the only one that i think doesn't sound mm-hmm. the same Miles away doesn't sound the same, but it wasn't written for this record, oh. so it makes sense. But Alone Again hmm. is the yeah, only one that I think has a unique sound to it. Once you get past Alone Again, every other hmm. song sounds the same. Tracks yeah, right, 11 right. sound like, like you said, we wrote one song and we're going to just change the lyrics and a couple melodies here and there. <laughs> yeah, right. And actually, Alone Again, I wasn't, I didn't love alone again but i do agree to your point that it did sound the most unique to the whole album and i think that's kind of interesting that like when i heard that song i was like meh on it but i was like okay maybe the rest of the album is going to sound like this which i'm not huge on and then when it didn't some of the other songs started coming in then i was like oh like it's gonna sound different throughout each song and then it didn't it just sounded the same and then like i was just it's just kind of funny it's almost reverse it was like mm-hmm. if everything else sounded like alone again i was gonna be like like more meh than i actually was but and it, i would have loved that i would have yeah had the inverse we're always, reaction yeah we're always like opposites you know so uh but what all, about mr no in this channel JT. if kyle loves something i mostly hate it that's true <laughs> Um, so for me, <laughs> yeah, you guys are like yin and yang, but you're opposite at the same time. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah, but I will, it I works will say good this. though. What's that? It works good though for the channel because, like, you know, they like if something someone hates, someone loves it, like, uh, uh, delivers a different perspective on something. Yeah, no, that's true though. Um, so my it's funny. You know, given how bad Like a House on Fire was, was literally just an out, al- like Mike said, it was an album on fire. It didn't know what it was doing. It probably just caught itself on fire at that point. But um, 
<laughs> you know, I, I will say this was a step up, but not a step up to a point where it's like it's from death to it's from uh, was it from death to death to destiny or like reckless and relentless. It wasn't quite that, you know, like step up it wasn't like that jump of like a wow we went from here but now we're here it was not that at all but, but it was a step i believe in a right in the right direction for them um and nowhere near like where where they started out for no talking about but for what it was worth it was definitely like it was not a bad album it was not like oh this is pure guard this is like maroon five's jordy like it was just that bad you know it was not <laughs> that it was not which by the way check out a review of that uh, because we like to we bash the living hell out of that, but anyways, um, yep. this was this okay. had a couple. I mean, I, I would say the track listing, as far as like my, some of my favorite tracks, the first six, or if you if you take out the intro, I'd say tracks two through six were actually just, just they were really good, but they weren't like would I go back to them more often? Maybe not, but at least you know, I didn't find myself hating on this like I hated on like like a house on fire or whatever, or like you know. A wake up call like the first album was for me, but for me, I mean, this is a good. If you're looking for a hard, a hard rock album that's not quite metalcore, not quite you know deathcore and all that stuff, but if you're looking for just an album to listen to that like is like really quite a, a little bit on the harder edge side, check out check out this one. I, I I would recommend this to someone who would say, hey, this is their most recent release. It's not quite everything they've ever done, but just check it out for what it's worth. You know, what I mean, I I would do that in that recommendation of it, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Um. And I, I didn't listen to the deluxe edition. I'm actually gonna have to go back and listen to the acoustic tracks because I do have a, a an acoustic like rock playlist where like I take I I have bands that I listen to like Blink One Eighty Two did that the, the Bored to Death acoustic or Good Riddance by Green Day stuff like that. I take the acoustic tracks and I put them into like a, a, a acoustic playlist if you want because they're hard rock bands or punk bands, but they release an acoustic track. I'll add it to that playlist. So I got to listen to these and see if I can uh, um, add those into my my playlist if you will. They're uh, pretty good that. versions. They're, they they're, are, nothing, right? they're nothing like too special, but they're pretty good. All right, Faded well, Out was a weird choice to do that with and find myself. I don't really enjoy in the first place, so it's yeah. Okay. But the others are pretty good. All right. Well, I, I, like I said, I'll have to check them out for my own, like as far as the acoustic goes, but I'll add the acoustic ones into my uh, playlist. It's, it's, believe it or not, it's called the Coffee House playlist. So <laughs> I call it that, whatever. But because uh, all quiet, it's all quiet songs. Uh, but yeah, I mean. For the fine... Go ahead. Find myself was the regular track, and then the acoustic one was play peekaboo with myself. I'm trying to find myself and whatnot. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. The fact that Mike it's for their old, baby fans. So. The fact that Mike just said peekaboo just made my day. Every day I've had just made my day. <laughs> Straight up. Oh god. Um. But I mean, yeah. So bottom line, I mean, I put this in number four. For what it was worth, because that, that's the, my only spot left, um, as you guys know. But I, I, I really, you know, it's not a bad album, but it's, it does have some. It, it all kind of does sound the same, like you guys said. It's true, yeah. But I mean, before it's worth, though, it's not bad. It's not like you know, it's not like Metallica and Lulu. Let's not go there, you know. But Kyle and I talked <laughs> about that. That was rough. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, this is not that. This is actually a pretty standard for what it is. So that's what I would say. Um, that's it, right? Yeah, that's the last I did mention my album was six, right? I did mention uh, yes. six. I don't know if I did. Right, okay, good. Yep, I, I just want to make sure I said it out loud. So, 
Yeah. Why don't we um do, any other concluding thoughts for the band before we go to our ranking? You know, do you guys want to say anything else before we go to the band? Um our ranking, excuse me. Yeah, you I know, think I do. I, yeah, Mike, you want to go first? Oh, okay. I'll say I one major drawback for this album, the all these albums, this whole band. I don't know if anyone really knows me well enough, but I hate bands who whose lyrics are extra explicit. And uh like a lot of the first albums, it was like shock value kind of like stuff. So, and I hate wait, that Mike, kind of stuff. So it quick, really so you, you makes, didn't like Morte Dabo? No, no, not <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. I it, it, that's the kind of stuff I hate. And it almost like it's it's a reason I hated some of Slipknot's like um like cringy lyric stuff like um like I get it it's part of their persona and it's but a lot of the times it's just over the top and um you know in this band like I, it's an it's a major drawback for me is when it's like when it, it just it, it's like when you see someone yelling at someone and they're like screaming curse words and they sound really stupid because of the way they're saying things i get that feeling from this band when i'm listening to those first out al- those first albums when he's just like i hope you freaking die and and you you know like you blow up or your you know your blood or this or that you know and it's just like it's just cringy like it makes him look unintelligent you know um so like yeah, just overall, it's been a, a major reason I never uh, uh, went into this band uh, because I just heard their lyrics and heard their breakdowns and was just like I'm done. Like <laughs> I'm just done. I have no no reason to search anymore from this band. They don't show much intelligence, and um, you know they they did show some good things, um, you know, in certain albums. So you know I'm I'm glad I was able to take a look and. Uh, you know, sift. It's like sifting through the dollar bin at the Walmart. You know, you're just like, you know, you're like, oh, it's the Wiggles. It's the Wiggles. Uh, oh, here's a, a cooking DVD from 1985. I don't know why it's in here. They re-released it. Great. The and fact then, that oh, you brought the up fact. the Wiggles. <laughs> Peekaboo with the Wiggles. I don't know. Like maybe that's the next. What are you uh, five? <laughs> But uh, yeah, like you're sifting through the, the the dollar bin at the Walmart, and you find yourself something that's like you can take away and say, okay, this proves it, you know. And uh, you know that's 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 fun sometimes, you know. Sometimes you got to look through. I'd like to give my recap next, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. So, given the fact that I have never even heard of this band until Kyle mm. said we're going to do this for my birthday. I was like, you know what? All right, we'll give it a shot. And oh my God, it is, for lack of a better <laughs> word, it has been a journey <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> I have been, I, I feel like I lost my virginity all over again. This is crazy. This is just so intense. It was, <laughs> like, it was so crazy. Like, I was like, what? Lost it? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking about? Uh, lost it? Jordy, what? what? No, uh, <laughs> that's bad. We that have to end the stream soon. But like, uh, but seriously, I, 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 yes. I, I actually, truthfully, I enjoy doing this. This was a, a very interesting career discography to break down. I got it right, Mike. There you go. 
<laughs> uh, kind of <laughs> question mark. <laughs> kind of quite slightly. That's photography. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyways, anyways, but I'm really glad we did this and I thought it was actually a pretty solid thing that we did tonight. Uh, I'm looking forward to what we do next week. Mm. Kyle, what are, what are your final takeaways from asking Alexander asking Alexander? Let's say something else for a second, no way. Yeah, so I'll I'll give my final takeaways and I'll pull up the uh everyone's final rankings and I'll also yeah, let do. you know what I thought you guys what my predictions for you were uh, would have been. Uh Really, you know, like I said in the beginning, Aston Alexander's since God since high school have been one of my all-time favorite uh, bands. I still are to this day, even with the more recent lackluster releases. I think their back catalog holds up enough to make up for that. And even on those, there's a bunch of tracks that I think do stand out enough that are excellent. I don't think you know they're not as big as they were back in the day, uh, but you know most bands don't hold up like that. I, one thing that I think the fan base needs to understand and needs to just accept, and I accepted a long time ago, and I'm fine with it personally, but we're probably not getting another Reckless and Relentless. It's most likely never happening. <laughs> we're also probably not getting another From Death to Destiny. And that's okay, because at the end of the day, if they put out something that they didn't have passion in, it's going to end up just sounding flat danny has said multiple times that he doesn't like looking back on the first two records um you know bad place in his life and the drugs alcohol all that um you know he was pretty messed up for quite a while they don't want to make that music anymore that's fine i'd rather them do that because that's what made the black my lowest rating was i didn't feel like the passion was there i felt like they were like oh, well, Danny's gone. Now we can go back to writing this brutal, heavy stuff with this new guy. And then we're going to talk about how angry we are at Danny and blah, blah, blah. It just didn't come out very inspired. So I think everyone seems to be on the same page. Don't expect, stop going into an Asking Alexandria album release expecting to hear something that heavy again because it's never happening again. If it does happen, I will eat a shoe. I will go on live stream here. <laughs> I will blend up a shoe and I will eat it because I am that confident and it will never happen. <laughs> With that said, nice. I'm going to share everyone's ratings. Oh boy. We'll start with mine here. So we got for me. I saw them already. No. Reckless <laughs> and Relentless. From Death to Destiny. Stand Up and Scream. Of course, the three classics. Asking Alexandria see what's on the inside like a house on fire and then the black mostly because like i say it doesn't feel like an ask alexandria record it feels like a whole other band now jt for you we had from death to destiny ask alexandria reckless and relentless see what's on the inside the black, like a house on fire, and stand up and scream. Now, you want to hear what I had predicted for you? Do it. I had pr- almost to a T a reverse order of their discography. I thought your favorite wow. was going to be See What's on the Inside, then Like a House on Fire, then Ask Alexandria, 
then from death to destiny then the black then reckless and relentless and then stand up and scream at the worst so i had the black and stand up and scream right wow my main reasoning behind that was i knew you weren't going to dig the heavy stuff (laughs) i knew that wasn't going to be your cup of tea and i thought once you got to their later parts of their career i thought for sure that would have been the top i thought without a doubt that was going to be the top three at least and that's what's good about jt jt kind of like although you think okay JT likes more mellow music or more less hard hitting music. So he's gotta love this because it's mellow music. And it's like, no, like he can decipher like between mm-hmm. something that's like like trying to grab at like the average fan who likes uh kind of pop music or whatever. It's like, oh, you like pop music, so you automatically like this. Like, no, like I can tell the difference between your your rendition of pop music and pop music that I actually enjoy. So it's like, um, just goes to show you just because you can do something doesn't mean it'll come, it'll, you'll do it well. Like guys who shouldn't be writing pop music are writing pop music right now. I don't know if that makes any sense, but within, mm-hmm. within them, the true self is a metal, a metal person who's trying to be something that they really aren't or can't do well. Let's put it that way. They can yeah. be it. They just can't do it well. And they're like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I could get a, I could do a good album just as good as this generic pop artist. And they fall flat on their face. And it's like, um, you know, not everybody can pull it off. And I'm not saying it's easy to do, but I'm saying that um, you, you can try to pull it off. But in the end, and who you truly are will always be, you know, your shining kind of uh, attribute. I love you, Mike. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. And now for the ranking that made me the best. <laughs> and I'll explain why in a minute. Mike. <laughs> you got from death to destiny. Reckless and Relentless, The Black, Boo, Stand Up and Scream, Ass Alexandria, See What's on the Inside, and then your favorite, Like a House on Fire. (laughs) Let me explain why this makes me mad. This makes me mad because my initial prediction was 100% spot on, but right before we started, (laughs) I second-guessed myself and switched the ones I got wrong. My prediction was reckless. And so you tried to do the reverse one. thing. Well, my no, right, kind of. So my prediction for you was reckless and relentless at number one, and then from death to destiny mm-hmm. number two. My initial reaction was the way you had it, but then I switched it. Then it's I funny. The, then I had the black. Then stand up and scream. Then ask Alexandria. And then I put like a house on fire because I thought the slight heavier breakdown and a couple of the songs <laughs> might put it up there for you. And then I put CSI yeah. inside. But even those two, my initial predictions were reversed and then I changed it. So I had yours 100% spot on initially and then I changed it. Dude, first, first listen, Reckless and Relentless was number one. First listen. Um, and then when I listened to... to from death to death, from death to destiny, I literally had them neck and neck to a point where I had reckless and relentless, just a tiny bit higher than um, I had rec- yeah than the, from death to destiny. After several listens to from death to destiny, I realized that the breakdowns and the parts that I just liked about reckless and relentless that didn't go away were drawing me down because um, I would go to listen to it again and I'd be like, oh, I just 
it takes me out. And then when I would listen to death to from death to destiny, those pulling elements weren't there. And I was just like, this is a no brainer for me that it would, would score higher because at no point do I feel um, like I lose the momentum of this album. It kind of comes through, you know, obviously so there's a couple down songs in the middle, but uh, it, it kind of, it's a, it's a, a high peak and it, the Valley isn't that low. And then the peaks are, are high again. So, Whereas, um, you know, Reckless and Relentless has some high peaks and some low valleys, uh, more so that I feel hurt it in the overall scheme. Yeah, fair that's fair. That's fair. Um, sheesh. <laughs> yeah, we need, just, we need to end every stream with a sheesh as part yeah, of our sure. closing thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's like, I have a <laughs> I don't want to end it that way. How could he do such a thing? No, no. But, um, but, um... <laughs> this is a low, a low right, right. <laughs> no, I don't know. Man. I give up at this point. But we want to thank you all for watching and listening. However, you enjoyed us. We actually had a lot of people join us actually on the on, tonight on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Um, but thank you so much for watching and listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. So don't forget to follow us on our fa- like on Instagram, Twitter, and like us on Facebook. And follow and subscribe to this YouTube channel. We do this all the time on YouTube. Uh, t- we did it tonight on Tuesday, but yesterday was the big man's birthday, so we had to uh, we, we had to do this tonight. So that's okay. And he happy birthday, to- Kyle. Yes, happy birthday, Kyle. Oh, thank you. Cheers. So old, I already have some back pain going on right now. Oh, no. man, I'm telling you right now, I got that back pain too. It's because you've been holding this, you've been holding the stream up on your back. So literally, you know, my, my back pain back started way before that. <laughs> well, well, look, but like I said, guys, thank you so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us, and uh, tune in next week for another episode of Career Perspectives right here on the Super Show. So stay safe, take care, and. Sheesh! Sheesh! <laughs>